Three, two, one. Now this is the story all about how our smiles got flipped, turned upside down. So I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there and tell you how we started a podcast where we talk about movies and other things. This is nice. Sardonicast. That's my favorite one. I'm Adam from Your Movie Sucks. I'm Will Smith from YouTube.com slash Ralph the Movie Maker. Oh. Nah, and I'm Alex from I Hit Everything. And uh, Ralph, is it official that we can call you the short round of the Sardonicast oh, now? We're gonna keep oh! This going. Sure. Oh! Burn. You got burned. Oh! Burn. Oh! So who's yeah. Indiana Jones then if you're short round? Uh, one of you two. Oh. No. <laughs> I mean, you guys decide. I don't want to be India's too much pressure. How was your week, guys? We're recording this a little early, by the way, everybody listening. Way early. Yeah. Like a week early, basically. Yeah, because I got to go on vacation. Tomorrow. You gotta. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I gotta. Yeah, oh, I, gotta no. get, I gotta get away from all the short memes. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even sure. I don't understand. You encouraged it. Yeah, didn't I you say so. you loved it? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but it's just funny because I'm not even. <laughs> Whatever. It's it's a funny meme. <laughs> it is. A, it's a great meme. I love. I love it. Yeah. Are still did coming. we ever? Yeah. Do we know how tall Alex is? Yes. Mm. Uh, uh, six feet. I'll, I'll say around. Yeah, you got eight. it. Like, am I right? No. Oh, no. oh. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> really? I was gonna say like five nine. No, no, no. Good. Nice. What is that? Six like 170 club? something centimeters? How tall is it? Oh, you don't know your own height I in centimeters? In yeah, I do it in feet. I'm all mixed up. I'm what like kind totally of a Brit are you? Like screwed oh, up. Oh, nice. Well, I'm, half, I'm half New Zealand. I don't know if they use it as well, but. You don't even know like, what. Yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs> I thought all of no Europe clue. used centimeters. Wait, New Zealand's not in. New Zealand, I guess it's kind of in Europe. Yeah. It's almost the world, Europe. But whatever. Europe's falling yeah. apart, I guess. Who knows? Um, yeah, true. Sorry. Well, we know for a fact that it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought all of the not North America use centimeters, is what I meant to say. Who knows, man? Canada mm -hmm. just changes it up all the time. As in, we kind of just pick and choose. Because we use kilometers. Can you switch? We use, well, I mean, oh. like, most people measure themselves. Or, like, weigh themselves in pounds and measure themselves in, uh, like, feet and inches, I guess, just oh, because right. it makes more sense to compare ourselves to Americans in that sense. But we also use kilometers, and we also use liters instead of ounces, and, like, milliliters mm. and and uh, <clears throat> grams and kilograms for, like, weighing kitchen items or, like, food yeah. or whatever. So we're kind of inconsistent. I thought you were trying to say that like you, your country switches every like two years or so. That would be funny. Use. That'd <laughs> that be great. Be That'd be really confusing, <laughs> and you got to change all the signs. Everybody <laughs> has to change starting now. Uh -huh. Sorry, every yeah, every two years, maybe every election cycle. I don't know if it's four years for you guys or two. What is it? Is it four? I think the way like that the well, prime minister first of all, yeah, it's prime minister. <laughs> Second, yeah, there's prime no. Minister. Um, there's no like fixed term, so you can be literally if as long as you keep getting voted in, you could be prime minister forever. Um, oh, that's a good system. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Stephen Harper was prime minister for what, like eleven, fourteen years or something. It was really weird. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really see anything wrong with that as long as it's still a democracy, as long as it's yeah. still, yeah. you know, the votes are being counted. It's still working, it seems. I'd prefer for a system that's not uh, first past the post. CGP Grey has a great 
uh, video explaining what first past the post is, and it's the same system mm -hmm. that uh, America uses as well. And it's not really as representative as it could be. It leads to a lot of um, strategic voting. So people, instead of voting for the party that they actually want to govern the country, they'll be like, oh, I'm voting for the party that I feel is more likely to win against a party that I dislike. So yeah, you have like the liberals that. and the NDP's votes are kind of uh, splitting all of the votes on the left because they're strategically voting against conservatives, whereas conservatives just vote for one particular party. So it, mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to get oh, too far into oh, that. that. It's a complicated thing. And I'm really a little pissed off at Trudeau because he promised to change first past the post. And then he was like, eh, it's too hard as soon as he got in. Because it's like mm -hmm. he won using that system. It was kind of fucking annoying. Anyway. Yeah, none of them change the system. None of them do. Yeah, it's really <laughs> uh, upsetting. Has. Yeah, fuck politicians. How how much of a asshole do you have to be to even decide to become a politician? <laughs> I've got a very important question for you, Ralph. Yeah. Do you still love Movie Pass? Oh, Ooh. after that shit show? I mean, I I gotta <laughs> respect the guy. He just he started a business that he knew wasn't gonna go well. He was basically just paying for everybody's movie for free, knowing that he'd never make his money back, and he did. Isn't so. that kind of, uh, like, fraudulent? Stupid. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, to respect uh, listen, the guy, I, he really I duped a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> well, listen, I enjoyed it. I got it a few months ago. I saw my free movies. He paid for them. And then when the whole fucking thing fell apart, which inevitably would happen, I, I, uh, I canceled it. Which I did. Oh, okay. And Wait, so it's over. It. It's fully over. Yeah. Now. Oh, it's fully over. Well, so no, we they have. have here, um, so um, yeah. Oh, well, now I, they. Um, well, what happened is they just. The movie passes this thing, for those of you who don't know, where you pay, I think, $10 a month, and you get to see a bunch of free movies every month, which is a system that was so dumb. AMC copied it and figured out how to make it profitable, but he would just. Yeah, you could just yeah. see whatever you wanted. Basically, there were these... Uh, <laughs> it was ridiculous. I, I, it's not in Canada either, but I, I know yeah. about it just from looking at shit on Reddit. So there was this huge post like, oh no, now you can see unlimited movies for $10 a month. And all of the top comments were people being like, how is this profitable? Like, they have to reimburse it the isn't. theater chains, right? Mm -hmm. And so then, inevitably, I mean, like a lot of people predicted... They ch they just changed their rules <laughs> and and their pricing yeah. apparently too, so like when Mission Impossible came out, they were like ah that one you can't actually see on Movie Pass. You can see other movies instead yeah, because well, we know that a lot of people apart. will want to see that one. And it's like well, what's the fucking point of your service anymore? And now now yeah. what is it? What are the new rules? They lowered it to two movies a week or something like that. Yeah, it was like three. select now movies. Yeah. They oh no! Now it's like you want. It's just yeah, it's only two movies and, a day. And the Meg or whatever, like yeah. There's these two pre-picked movies a day, and you have to see one of those. That's how it works now. That's right. Because someone was explaining it to me last night. That's stupid. So do you guys not have um like subscription services for cinema chains? Because we've had that in the UK for countless years now. It's like a similar um, idea. For for tickets. Or just so what like you can do in the soda. UK is like you can pay, you know, all the cinemas, the like three or four different chains of them. If you pick one, you can pay them like fifteen pounds a month, and you can see however many movies you want as long as it's with that chain. 
That would oh, be really, really cool. I don't think we have anything like that, actually. Oh, well, right. now we yeah. do. Now we have AMC Stub or AMC A-List, which is that. Yeah. But they were just copying MoviePass. But that's cool, Alex. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. I haven't I used it myself, but I'm thinking about hopping on board because it seems like too good. When you see that many, like the amount of movies we do a month, like it adds up in terms of how much it costs. Yeah. You know? so I thought it films. was great, MoviePass. Yeah, yeah. just go, and I could see bad movies too. Like I would have seen Slender Man, and I would have seen The Meg if I had it. But mm-hmm. I was like, I got one movie this weekend. It was Black Klansman. So, oh nice. Oh, Which I was, have to see it was that. Okay. It was okay. Yeah, yeah that's what it kind of seems it's like. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, you're not American, so I don't know how much you'll get out of it. But right. <laughs> yeah. The closest thing we we had to any kind of like a subscription or pass is just like. The, the the big theater chain in Canada is Cineplex, and so they did this kind of like points thing. So you have like a scene card, and so uh, every time you purchase a ticket to a movie, you get 100 points. Every 1,000 points, you get a free movie. Now, the way it used to work was if you bought two tickets to a movie using the same card, like you're seeing a movie with a friend or something, then you get 200 points. But then they were like, oh, no, we can't let people do that. So they created mm-hmm. this whole, like, they, they got rid of that. And then they created this extra, like, crazy, stupid workaround to make it seem as though they were kind of giving it back. So they're like, now you can create a scene tourage. So if you have a scene card and your friend has a scene card, then you add them into the same thing. And then you go in groups. And as long as you're both using scene cards, then it works out. I'm like, okay, well... I'm not going to convince every single person I go to a, see a movie with to have a scene card. So I signed up yeah, right. <laughs> for another one and used a fake name. Um, well, actually, a real name that somebody uh, I, I found through a meme because somebody got arrested on drug charges <laughs> in the United States named Bizow Doo Doo Zopity Bop Bop Bop. And so, and so I gave that as my <laughs> name. And it says that on my card. And I'm pretty happy with myself. And now I don't even That's think awesome. they have the scene tourage thing anymore. So I just have all these all these scene cards with like different accumulations of points on them. It's kind of yeah ridiculous. It does. I think their business model was we just got to get as many people to use the service as possible at first. And then once we have like a fuck ton of people using it, we can sell to them or do something with them, right? Yeah. That's probably what they wanted to do. But they didn't realize like once the once the well runs dry, once they run out of money... <laughs> everyone's just going to leave the service because if it's not doing what they originally wanted it to do, which is I can see whatever movie I want every day, then what's the point of it? And now everyone's leaving it and now it's falling apart. Ralph, so. have you ever, um, have you ever been to the Alamo draft house cinema? I wish I had. Oh but no. man. It's they sound so amazing. Good. Yeah. Have you guys I seen the, the commercial on, or the ad that they posted on YouTube where they literally just posted someone's angry voicemail because that that got pissed at the theater because they got kicked out for texting. Yeah. They literally just <laughs> really? published that on YouTube as an ad like, "Yes, we will kick you out for texting during the movie." Yeah, I've heard they're very strict. Oh, it's so great. great. I I wish every theater was that strict with it. They um they they have uh like food and drink service throughout the entire movie. And mm-hmm. the way you order yeah. is you have like a little slip of paper on the table in front of you and you just stick it in a little slot. And there's people that are attentively looking around the theater, like not walking around the whole time, like they're scanning with their eyes, I guess, for this little slip of paper. And as soon as they see that it's there, they just grab it without saying a word, your order's on it, whatever, 
and then they leave. And that's also the way you report people for like talking or texting during the movie. You can be like, okay, this Ooh. person in front of me is being a, a douchebag. And so it's like it doesn't disturb the movie. The food is awesome. It's it's such a it's such a uh, very well polished experience. And I wish we had those in Canada. Yeah. I Sounds wish most brilliant. theaters were like that. Yeah. One day I'll go. I've never even been to Texas, so Ooh. when I visit there, I'll go to the Alamo Draft House. Yeah. It's in Austin, right? Yeah, there's like so, five of them in Austin. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know I'm if they have Austin. any outside of Austin or not. I think they do. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your favorite kind of like cinema experience, Alex? Do you have anything kind of like interesting or special? Um, there's a cool kind of one in London that's like, just shows sort of indie movies and classic films. I've been there a few times, um, but it's not like nice, like the Alamo Drafthouse or anything like that. For the most part, most of our screenings here are like terrible, like around me. Like there's, <laughs> there's this one I avoid now because all the screens are dull. Like mm. they must not have changed the bulb for ages and you can see like smudges all over the screen and stuff. So there was like oh a good few years I just never bothered going. Um and now I've got a car I can go to like once in a wider area, but Yeah. It's not I'm not impressed, to be honest, <laughs> with the UK. Yeah. Get your act together, man. Yeah, there's so many different services, not just including movies, that I see in other countries where I think like, if you just got someone to do that in Canada or, you know, anywhere else, like that could probably thrive. Yeah. You know? Too bad I'm not, like, interested in opening my own business, you know, past what I already <laughs> yeah. own as my YouTube channel and shit. That's Who knows? what makes America great. Maybe one day I'll just be, like, some sort of business investor, just tossing money yeah, at people. If you came to America, you should come to America. We could do that together. Go on Wall Street. Yeah. Start a business. Do a bunch yeah. of coke. Do a bunch of coke. Quaaludes. Have sex with a bunch of you know, hookers and quaaludes. Yeah, yeah, you can't find quaaludes anymore, I don't think. Yeah, I wonder if somebody is able to recreate those. Because those were like prescription so. sleep medication, right? You'd think yeah, that like some, some like... Well, you'd have to figure out how it was made and then redo it. I don't know if they give that info out. <laughs> no, you got... I don't know. You'd, ha- you'd have to assume that some like chemist nerd would be able to recreate those in some way. You've got yeah. people creating all kinds of drugs. You Hold know. on, I'll look it up for you. I'll see if we can get some quaaludes. <laughs> yeah. let, me go, let me go on the dark web. Can you score me some quaaludes, Ralph? <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. Dark web. This um, conversation's quaaludes. not being recorded, is it? It might be. I think so. Okay, good. <laughs> Hold on, let's shut off the mics quick. <laughs> yeah, I don't Dank think web. you can find them. I'll, I'll look. I'll look later. Shit, the I'll only thing it. on here is just a bunch of child porn. Damn it. <laughs> That's what should have happened uh, in Unfriended Dark Web. Yeah, that's like why really the fuck? What, what do they think that Dark Web it's, is? It's mostly drug. I didn't see any and, drugs and, and child porn like there. That. It was just a bunch of murder videos. <laughs> yeah, that's like ninety nine percent of it, right? I, you would have to assume. Is, it, is that assassination shit true? We're like, oh, you can get an assassin on on the dark web. Um, <laughs> why the fuck would you? Why I would mean, you do that? Why do you trust like some random stranger you find on the internet to kill someone for you? And like, oh yeah, just take the money and I'll, he'll be dead. In a few and days. it's like, probably a cop. Mean? Also, it's not very bright, is it? If if any normal yeah. person can access the dark web, so could a police officer. Yeah, and they'd probably stage sites like that. Yeah, so I don't know how it works. You ever hear those horror stories from the dark web? 
most of them are like some creepy pasta type shit where it's not real clearly yeah. not real but they try to play it off like, like oh, Slenderman. it's a scary place yeah i went on the dark web once and they they found my they found my house man it's like give me a break yeah really scary stuff they're yeah, coordinated really stuff. Have, hmm. have you guys used the dark web ever been on the dark no web? i hmm. i do know people that order drugs from dark web but I oh mean, yeah oh yeah it's a very uh, once. efficient service, apparently. It sounds pretty efficient. It's like Amazon, I bet. Except yeah. they deliver <laughs> fucking cocaine to your house. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want. I went on it once for like a couple minutes. It's pretty boring. Because you have to have like, you have to know the right addresses, right? I guess you got to meet people who have the sites that are hidden on the on the dark web. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know how this shit people, works at so. all, honestly. Uh, yeah, I, w- I was just roaming around like, I don't know how this works, so... I'll just leave it to other people to do. Yeah, I don't think the writers of Unfriended Dark Web knows how know how it works either. It was oh, like it was like a fucking yeah. Minecraft video game app. Yeah, <laughs> I'm oh, I'm surfing <laughs> through the, the dark shit. web. I'm in yeah. this dark tunnel here. The graphics are great. It's taking over <laughs> my desktop. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's on the dark web for like a half hour, and then a half hour later, there's this elite team of hackers trying to fucking destroy him and kill him and destroy his life it's so dumb what a great movie i've got my Slenderman review coming out in the next couple days there's one thing about the movie i forgot to mention in it um yeah that i do want to mention <laughs> as as they're like doing their research on the slender man and there's this this like creepy montage of all this lore for the slender man they use a bunch of shittily drawn deviant art pictures, and it's really funny. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Okay, you've just sold me on it. Oh, it's yeah, really that's, funny. That's awesome. It's one of those movies where, like, from the first five seconds, you know it's going to be a dumpster fire. Just like the mm-hmm. acting alone is just like, whoa! What am I watching? I'm excited to see it. You should, yeah. Mm. You guys should see it. Honestly, okay. I love shitty horror movies like that. Still watch the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> oh, you still watch it? Yeah, it's still funny. Wish Upon too. That's the oh man, making video for that right now. The Bye Bye Man was like kind of boring for me. Wish Upon I could see like twenty times though. Bye Bye Man. The novelty is they keep saying Bye Bye Man. That made me laugh every time, really hard, <laughs> and it still does. But Wish Upon, yeah, I agree. It's a better movie. Much Wish funnier. Upon is like comedy gold. Wish Upon's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Her fucking dumb wishes are <laughs> like you have seven wishes and you can wish for anything. Anything in the world. And she's like, I wish my dad would stop being so embarrassing. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> anything. You can solve, you could like solve world hunger, world peace. You could wish for anything. If you carefully worded your wishes and just made a really long run on sentence that could eliminate any possibility of anything going wrong, you could come out of that successfully. Mm-hmm. You know? But if no, you, she if doesn't you just do had that. had a either. really long sentence saying, I wish for this as long as this and this don't happen and that nothing bad happens to me and I'm happy and blah, blah, blah. You know, like you, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There, if, if the the possibilities could be endless, I guess, but she doesn't even fucking clue into the fact that everything no. is killing <laughs> She's the her dumbest friends. main character. <laughs> yeah. And she does the exact opposite of what you said. It's like the end of the movie. Yeah, she her her wording is like the most vague fucking like she's like I don't know I wish she would like rot or something. It's like yeah. what are you supposed <laughs> to get out of that? 
And luckily it worked out, but Jesus. Not really. Well, I guess not at the end. Well, she wanted her, like, bully to rot, and she rotted. So, (laughs) (laughs) I guess it worked out. Anyway, great movie. Alex, uh... (laughs) Sounds amazing. You saw the the Meg, right? Yeah, you guys talk about the Meg. Damn straight, I did see the Meg. Best film of the year so far, in my opinion. Incredible stuff. Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10? Easily. Easily. (laughs) No, of course, it's... I was I was intrigued by the trailers, like how far they were gonna go, because I wasn't sure if it was. Is this like self-aware? No, nope. because the trailers were, were marketed as if it might be, but no, it really isn't. I called it, and that kind of made it a bit funnier. Yeah, it did make it a bit funnier for me. Um, and again, the good old British audiences, it was packed in there, absolutely packed. Everyone was like ready for this one and excited. And of course, no one laughs at the actual funny bits. Like they're so bad, it's funny <laughs> bits. They laugh at all the like garbage, like terrible humor with like the little girls, like hey, you want to fuck my mom, kind of shit <laughs> or dad or whatever. Yeah, oh can't even remember. And so lame. Oh no, Jason Statham has his shirt off. Let me peek back in through the the door and take yeah, another look. It's... Ha 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 ha. It's pretty funny, I guess, at points. She calls him crazy man. Ha 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 ha. How cute. Oh, it's so lame. With yeah. all these like Chinese actors that you just like you just can hardly understand because they can't really speak English. They needed translators. Yeah. And they yeah. only appeared in the film because this movie's made for China. <laughs> yeah, the Chinese yeah. market. But apparently it's a big hit here. It's a big hit everybody. Uh, oh, yeah. everybody. Yeah, it's, it's a big hit a everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's a big based on a novel it's, too. It took a big bite out of the box office. It's based on a novel? Yeah, it's based on a, like a... Apparently. I guess a horror novel Jesus. or something. Yeah. Um, really? It was like a gruesome a novel thing. Yeah, whenever I've talked about it, people have like commented saying, Nah, it's based on a book and the book's awesome or whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that, if it is awesome or not. But there are That's little details I've said. heard about the book which sound at least more interesting than what we ended up with. But... Oof. Whenever you read a book, you fill in a lot of it with what you want to imagine. Yeah. Right? So, like, sure. any book can be awesome to some extent. Yeah. You know, pretty much anything can be a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> it's all about how you adapt it, dude. Like, um, Forrest Gump, that book sucked, apparently. But <laughs> people say, the well, the movie's great, but people say the book sucked. I, I found out after my review that apparently they wanted it to be an R-rated film, and then the producers were like, nope, and changed their minds, and like got oh, rid of anything yeah. that could be gruesome. So all of yeah, the well, characters... Yeah, gruesome movies sell in China? I don't think so. Well, right? Somebody commented, I don't know if this is accurate, but they commented saying like that China apparently doesn't even have like a ratings classification system, so everything oh. needs to be like a general audience kind of movie. Like, yeah. good enough for kids mm. and adults if you want to sell mm. it in China. I don't know how true that is, but their whole yeah. no ghosts, no gays policy is a real thing. <laughs> oh, no. Did you like how it ended on um, the SpongeBob joke, Adam? I don't even remember. <laughs> the, no, the camera pans down into the ocean, and then the word Finn comes up on screen. Oh, Did yeah. You know that? that was cute. <laughs> and no one in the audience laughed, apart from me. That's what you guys are really selling this. I really want to see it. Yeah, it is. It it, it has surprisingly high production value. 
It is the most expensive shark movie ever made, and I didn't realize yeah. that until after I watched it. Oh. $150 million. Jesus. And you can tell no one gives a single fuck at all. Like, the, the dialogue <laughs> for Jason Statham especially... Like, he has no good one-liners or anything. There's a part where he's, he <laughs> he's like, stuck in the ocean, and the shark's coming for him. And he's just like, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. That's like the best <laughs> you could think of. Like, that's the actual dialogue. It's on that level. Oh it's hilarious, God. that kind of shit. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't give him, like, flippers when they threw him in the water to chase the helped, shark. Yeah. I don't know why the shark just hung out by the surface the whole time. That's true. Especially it being, like, a deep water shark it made it a lot easier for him to chase it down just swimming around but i mean didn't it come from like the bottom didn't it come from like underneath the hydrogen the layer deep. why why would it be just hanging around the surface the whole movie so they can have a hundred million scenes where people are knocked off the boat and then yeah. they got to swim and you got to guess who's going to get eaten god they do that so many times people people <sighs> don't really get eaten so much as they just get vored they all get comically swallowed whole. But they were fine with showing like the innocent whales being torn of to course, shreds. They're by not the human shark. beings. <laughs> it's fine. That was hilarious, man. That's like that's like a your average day in in uh, China. <laughs> Slaughtering animals. <laughs> True, yeah. And there's even that part where they like explode a whale yeah. and like guts go all over everyone. And that's fine. Yeah. Like, showing of course. It's not a human. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Rated G. There's one so like arm, bloody arm that they find in the in the water next to some sharks that have been cut or whatever. Remember that bit? No, you don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's very <laughs> tame for a shark movie. I guess I would have to say Deep Blue Sea is better, if not just for that one scene. Yeah, you can just turn it off after that famous yeah. scene. Just watch the and one scene. It's worth the whole movie. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't like it when Jason Statham somehow clings on to the shark as it launches out the water and then he like stabs it in the eye he's like 50 <laughs> feet in the air there's a lot of ridiculous <laughs> shit spoilers by the way that, oh, yeah, i don't think it's possible awesome. to spoil this movie <laughs> i don't think this is a no, movie is. you can spoil watch how you talk about the plot i don't want you to ruin yeah. i was surprised they weren't setting up like a cinematic universe though that's what i was expecting i was waiting for it to be like get ready for the meg like the all, all yeah. types of giant like fish and stuff are going to be in this universe. Yeah, the the squid escaped too. Yeah, that kind <laughs> that of thing. That didn't make any or at sense. At least a tease for a sequel. Yeah, yeah they're going to verse each other in the next one. Giant octopus versus giant megalodon. <laughs> oh yeah, they can have like a Godzilla extended universe. That's right. Is anybody actually excited for the new Godzilla? Uh, no, uh, no. Is it like a sequel to that one from what was it, twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen? Yeah, it is, and it's connected to the King Kong movie. Now there's other kaiju's. Yeah, there's other kaijus. <laughs> I mean, that might be cool, seeing Godzilla fight. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's definitely a fan base for that. For a couple minutes. There's, there's people who jerk off for... to, like, kaiju shit, you know? Yeah. Like, both literally and metaphorically. I've seen a lot of the Godzilla movies, and I just don't like them. So, that, yeah. that's not a fan base I really am If you with. remove the satire angle, like, to me, it's so boring, you know? Yeah, Godzilla? Yeah, with Godzilla, like... The ones where yeah. they fully embrace that it is like a satire. They're the ones mm -hmm. I like. It's it's like that Godzilla from 2014 or whatever. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think both can it. work. I think both can work. It's just, you, you got to do it well. 
<laughs> like the one where he's like fighting Jet Jaguar with his son. That's a great Godzilla movie. I forgot the name of that one. It might be <laughs> Son of Godzilla. But then there's like the the serious one, the original, 1955. And like that's that works too. What about the Roland Emmerich Godzilla, 1998? That one's one of the worst ones. Hell yeah. No, that's a great that comedy. Shit. It's a great comedy? I can't even agree with you there. No, I, I barely joking. remember I can't it. Remember <laughs> yeah. It. Yo, you don't remember it? Yeah, it sucks. I've seen it like it four was... times, but I can't remember anything about it. Apart from the CG being bad. Times. Did you guys see Shin Godzilla? I did. I thought that was, that was from great. a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did see that ones. once. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. I love Shin Godzilla. And it he was looks so creepy, doesn't it? It had really cool special effects. Mm-hmm. And it was a cool comment on like how the how the military takes too long to solve any issue, or mm-hmm. I guess Japan. That's why I like that like, one. Yeah. Yeah, because they would like Godzilla would be almost attacking a building, and they were like gonna shoot a missile at him, but it took like twenty minutes to get the approvals from all the different generals <laughs> and the helicopter pilot, and then by the time they got the approval, the building was destroyed. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. I love that. So I highly recommend Shin Godzilla. I love when the actors were speaking English, but they clearly didn't understand what they were saying, and it was just oh yeah that the, repeating oh, yeah. the what English a acting said. is not good. <laughs> I, I felt that's like that. how everyone who spoke English in that movie talked like they didn't understand what they were saying. It was really bad. But if you <laughs> if you ignore that, I mean, it's pretty good. Pretty good movie. So Alex uh, recently saw a film that Ralph and I both have seen called Under the Skin. Mm. And uh, yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, is it worth discussing? You want to give your uh, yeah. thoughts on that movie? it's a... It's a dense movie to talk about, so there's a... You're you know, dense. We can't get to everything. Burn. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty dense, too, but um, not as dense as Under the Skin. <laughs> yeah, somehow I missed it. It's been out for a very long time now. What, 2013? Mm-hmm. 2014. Um, okay, 2014. Um, yeah, I did start watching it once, but for some reason just stopped. Um, I don't know why. But So when I put it on the other day, I was like amazed by it. I thought it was a spectacular movie all around, like a very unique thing. A new perspective and like filmmaking for me. I'm so like, happy to hear that because <laughs> I love it too. It's not listed like on IMDb as being a horror movie. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know why, but um, what is it under then? Romantic comedy. It says sci-fi? drama, sci-fi, thriller. Um, oh. Okay, and I can see maybe if it was just like the third act you were looking at, maybe you could remove the horror bit, but that. That first like act where it's just this like creature and they just don't explain anything and it's a pure mystery and you're just trying yeah. to figure out what's going on. It's terrifying, man. Mm-hmm. There's this certain shot that actually sent tingles down my spine. It was so like terrifying to me. You you probably know which one it is. Uh, if you, yeah, you can remember. Um, without I, I, spoiling I, I, anything. Yeah, well, be more specific. Um, it's be, just is it, it is reveals it kind of what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reveals what's happening to the people she's kind of luring oh, in. Oh, yeah. Um, that's that's an iconic scene. That's probably the scariest scene. Yeah, yeah. Legitimately horrifying. Yeah, that frightened me more than yeah. than anything <laughs> I've seen in a long time. So it, yeah. just for that alone. Apparently, the original source material it? explains a lot about what the motivations are, what's happening beyond that point. See, et cetera, I don't want to know. Exactly. Yeah, and I don't want to know. That's either. another uh, example of of how you adapt material and yeah. like what information, not just including, but what information you leave out, is very important. 
Yeah, that book is entirely different from the movie, from yeah. what I understand. Because that book I is, bet, yeah. is like it's not even a comment on like humanity and the alien wanting to become human, like in the movie. It's a totally different arc. The only thing that's the same is the basic premise, which is like, Scarlett Johansson's an alien who uh, wants to suck up men in a mm-hmm. giant black void. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice. less certainly was more with this one. Um, yeah. I also really liked it afterwards. I was reading about it and all the scenes where Scarlett Johansson is going around like talking to people. Um, it was all it's with all like real. secret hidden cameras. Yeah. Which is super was, impressive for an actor. That's very impressive because I was, I was yeah. thinking while watching it, where did they find these people? This seems so natural, so real. Why can't I understand them? <laughs> yeah. I love that element of it too. Uh, we can barely did, fucking watch I need watch subtitles. Well, yeah, because yeah, they did. were like kind of mumbling and. Oh, it was really hard their to hear. I, now I understand really, what they're uh, saying. Thick. I, I could all right. Scottish accents. But I'm a bit more used to hearing yeah. like, Scottish accents, I guess. Yeah. Like the fifth time I've seen it, I, I got the I got the accents down. But yeah, that yeah. bus driver toward the third act of the movie, I couldn't mm-hmm. understand a fucking word he was saying. Is that your impersonation of a Scottish accent, Ralph? That's literally my impersonation of that bus driver in the fucking movie. And if you want to pull up a clip of him, that's exactly how he talks. You want to say real words? You've never sounded more American. No, he wasn't saying real words. I swear to God. No, you you try saying real words in a Scottish accent. I want to hear this. Oh, I need real words to say. You just said some real words. Say some more real words. Okay, this is Say him, I've been burgled. I didn't say any real words throughout the entire thing. Whenever but you, you just no, you just said some real words. You just have to do it with a Scottish accent. With the Scottish accent? Yeah, like you you oh, just no, did I... real words right there. <laughs> Continue speaking real words. You know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not going to do the Scottish Aww. accent. Anymore. Forget it. Oh, <laughs> it could have been so no. good. No, don't let people. I got to master it. I got to master it. But that's part For of now, the fun. That's all you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> part. Of, I want to go to part of what Alex said. Um, this movie is like everything. It's like a mix of everything. It's every yeah. genre. It's horror. It's sci-fi. It's a little romance. It's a little found yeah. footage Borat style fucking going yeah. around the city and like Very just picking up random people. And like Scarlett Johansson, which is, you could tell her character was like putting on this performance. And then once the men would leave, she would just switch back off and turn all emotion off. I love that about her performance in this. It's one of the best performances I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's really brave. And it, she really showed that like she could she could take on any role if she really wanted to. She's so. given so much to work with in terms of like this is a character that starts off as a kind of really powerful figure but yeah. gradually shows more vulnerability as the film goes on, you know, and mm-hmm. weakness. Well, as she watches observes humanity, she falls in love with it, I guess mm-hmm. somewhat, and she wants to become a part of it. And sadly, she can't. But I guess you've only seen it once, right, Alex? Yeah, yeah, only once. So, so like, what did you get out of it the first time? To me, the whole thing seemed to be sort of a subtext for how society treats, like, women. Yeah. Like, women to me. Um, It was going through all of the ways, like, different types of men can treat women and what they can give back, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. at the beginning, to me, that was sort of a like a power play thing where some women have to put on this like farcical strong thing to try and manipulate men and then it gradually shows like a different perspective of like 
actual compassion with someone and then the complete inverse at the end yeah the disabled guy yeah exactly yeah. and then yeah it's a complete inverse where all that power is like stripped away i thought it was all about kind of like the the sexual dynamic between men and women um i don't know if you guys yeah. took that away too but i took mm -hmm. it as that too women's yeah. role in society how like mm -hmm. the this this man's always in charge of her and having to keep she's her being pimped. on a leash basically yeah she's being pimped out alien mm -hmm. pimped and yeah that was interesting yeah, yeah. too yeah fascinating film all around i really enjoy it is there anything that uh, you didn't like about it um it's the kind of thing where it is so out there at the beginning um there can be little splashes of frustration as you're just trying to figure out what's going on um but by the end, all of that was eliminated once I kind of figured out the overarching mm -hmm. story. So I wouldn't even call that a complaint, really. Um, yeah. I thought it was pretty flawless. I found the beach scene to be just a tad convenient for my tastes. It was a little weird. Just like the timing of just like, oh, this is going to happen right while I'm standing here sort of thing. Um, and I get um, that that's not the point I of suppose, the scene. Yeah. And I, I understand yeah. like it's about, you know, especially the camera work during that scene, I find it's very purposeful and how it's it's at a distance the entire time yeah. and it kind of that like plays into lens. this this idea of like her being detached from the species and you kind of see people like ants in a way and i i mm -hmm. value yeah. the scene for what we get out of it but i feel like it, it was just a tad convenient logistically mm -hmm. okay it's just kind of thing that doesn't bug me so no, I, I don't have that issue either. I mm -hmm. feel like that character just naturally going around all of Scotland would eventually f stumble across something similar to that. I mean, I yeah. know it's a little insane what happens. Yeah, I guess <laughs> we don't know fucking, how much like, two, time has passed. Two people drown. Yeah, you don't really know how much time has passed. Like, two mm -hmm. people drown and then the baby's left behind. It's, like, ridiculous. But uh, I, oh, man. I fully appreciate that. That shot of the baby at night. It's awesome. Oh yeah, that's a great, that's a great fucking shot. There's a lot of great shots in this. Um, cinematography is great. Oh what'd yeah. What do you guys think? What do you guys think of the woman in the beginning? Who do you think that is? Right. The, You're gonna have to remind me. That the motorcyclist picks up out of the woods. Remember that? That's like, like Scarlett Johansson takes the clothes off of her. Yeah, I think that that was oh, a yeah. human being that whose form she wound up stealing. I feel, yeah, I feel like that was too. just like. I, I thought. I thought it was like the previous version of her, possibly or like another alien. That's what I always took it as. Yeah, and I that's like also possible. going back to that that cycle of like female oppression, where it's just like mm -hmm. women, the man just you know takes that woman out and puts another woman in her place, and it's this constant cycle of oppression. I don't want to uh, talk about this movie without mentioning the soundtrack because it is one of the yes. best scores for a film. I would say ever very mm -hmm. disturbing and creepy on its own. The score it's itself so is just it, 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 you don't even need the visuals to go along with it to feel what the, mm -hmm. the score is communicating, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, really complements and emphasizes the visuals because it's like, not only are you hearing sounds that you've never heard before, but you're seeing things that you've never seen before. You know, they they don't yeah. contradict yeah. each other in any kind of way. And this whole sense of uh, unfamiliarity, if that's a word, is really necessary for the experience of this film in the sense that, like, as human spectators watching the film, it's important that we don't 
understand everything that we're seeing and that everything feels alien to us and that we don't have a yeah. grip on it because mm-hmm. why and would the we? way the way they do that is by being minimalist rather than the exact opposite mm-hmm. which is how sci-fi's always yeah. done which is oh make a big fucking title metal card ship, lots of wires title cards and this movie is none of that mm-hmm. her ship is a fucking black void and when you leave it that ambiguous your mind races with all kinds of you know, I mean, it's it's ambiguous to even if it's like an alien or not, or even if it's exactly, just some kind it could of be an entirely or allegorical demon or anything. Film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to watch it again. I have a friend who like isn't scared by any movie, and they're going through all these horror films trying to find one that actually scares them. Oh. And this might oh. be the one. I don't know. Yeah, this we'll is see. a strange one. It's a horror movie that understands too that you need to be strange to be fucking scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to do things that no one's it's, ever yeah, seen before. Show things well, you yeah. haven't seen before. There's a fear yeah. of the unknown, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And this movie takes full advantage of it. That's why the concept <laughs> of, of having, you know, a, a killer behind a mask or, you know, mm-hmm. you know just not showing the Babadook for the first half of the movie is like that's the most yeah. effective part. You know, when you yeah. leave mm-hmm. things up to people's imagination, they'll fill it in with whatever scares them the most or not fill it in with anything and just be terrified because they don't know what it is and i, I feel mm-hmm. like that's one of the more effective ways of approaching the horror genre absolutely great movie i love it i love it more than anything i love it more than uh my dog <laughs> would you both give it a uh, 10 out of 10 yeah yeah, easily. yeah. I, I would my affection's only going to grow probably for it as i see it more yeah it's a movie you just keep thinking about i would give it uh probably an eight Motherfucker. Well, well, I, hate <laughs> I, yeah, almost, hate I almost filled the bingo card with a seven, but I think I'll give it an eight. <laughs> yeah, I think it deserves an eight. Did we want to go into the uh, film discussion? Yeah, that's that's about as much as we can say about Under the Skin yeah. without spoilers. Yeah, just anything. watch it if you haven't. Yeah, so we can I mean, say. I'd love to talk about it one day without spoilers, but yeah, that that conversation could go on for hours. I feel <laughs> so. <laughs> it has in the past for me. All right. There was a film last episode that was recommended by Ralph the Movie Maker uh, called right. Punch Drunk Love, directed by PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson. If uh, you don't want to be spoiled for this film, then go watch it, come back, and listen to this shit. It's a great movie, so uh, yeah. So we're going to spoil the shit out it. of it. Adam Sandler's in it. How can it not be good? Yeah, when he farted, that was hilarious. Yeah, that was. I love that. <laughs> um, anyway, Punch Drunk Love is a movie about a, a man named Barry. He's uh, awkward. I got the sense that he was mildly autistic somewhat mm-hmm. or had some sort of some issue. Learning, social yeah, some, disability, some yeah. social disability. And he falls in love with some woman who's a friend of his sister. And while that's going on, he's also trying to get a bunch of pudding so he can get frequent flyer miles. <laughs> and while that's going on, he's also uh, getting scammed by some phone sex line. Uh, so what do you guys think of Punch Drunk Love? <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome, I really too. It. I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, it was very good, good. all around. I I'm thought. glad you guys enjoyed it. I, I used to love this movie. I don't know if I love it as much as I used to. Maybe it's just because I'm used to it. And I've mm-hmm. gotten used to the magic of it. Okay. But, I mean, it's still such a good movie, and it's so yeah. well made and acted and written. Yeah. I, uh, I I feel like this is the most I've seen Adam Sandler care about 
the character he's playing. <laughs> he's genuinely sure. great in this movie. Yeah. yeah, he is. Paul Thomas Anderson took like the stereotypical Adam Sandler character and kind of put him in real life and put him in like real social situations and like mm-hmm. when you have a character like that in real life it's so, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> like no one laughs at him. Everyone's just like, "Oh, what a fucking weirdo." And I love that. I love that they got Adam Sandler to play this character because he adds so much to it. Yeah, it was a risky move too, though, considering like Adam Sandler's history, you know, mm-hmm. and, and in a role like that where you know, to quote Tropic Thunder, you know, you, you never go full retard <laughs> or whatever. Like he really uh-huh. could have gone overboard with it and made it sort of farcical, but he he really did sell it. To me, it was that point. Yeah where he says that he, he cries all the time and he just starts crying there. That, re- that really sold it to me from there. Yeah. And I was fully in to his character from that point on. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. And there's this vulnerability that like Adam Sandler brings to his roles always, even in his stupid bad comedies. But him bringing that to this made Barry such a likable character, even though he has mm-hmm. anger issues and even though there's a lot about him that isn't very likable. In a lot of other roles, he's playing kind of like a pompous, overconfident jackass that, you know, despite having some Sometimes. vulnerabilities. Yeah, I guess not every role. Like, you know, there's like, yeah, like his earlier little movies, Nicky like Waterboy, and he was treated like shit. Other Happy Gilmore, I guess. But um, yeah, I, I feel like this is a really good example of I wish I could remember who the fuck said this, but I think it was some director. It might have been Hanukkah. I, I have no idea. But somebody said that anyone can act as long as you give them the right role. I don't know if I've said mm-hmm. this on the podcast before, if I said this to my yeah, friend after watching it, but this is a really good example of that, where it's like, if you if you cast someone as a character that they can reasonably pull off, then they can do, you know, that, then then it's so much more convincing. Like, this is something where as soon as I see him performing this character i'm like oh yeah this totally works like this is totally something that that adam sandler can do you know yeah in his stupid mm-hmm. blue suit i love that he never changes <laughs> his clothes once <laughs> the whole movie yeah that's pretty funny I, I like the the contrast when he goes out on a date with the blue suit and i think it was a red dress um, yeah red dress but like just very solid colors that are yeah kind of complementary in a way just each taking up one part of the screen. Mm-hmm. Very pretty movie. Lots of Very, blue, yeah. lots of vibrant colors. It shot it on film, anamorphic lenses. It it looks very like a classic Hollywood movie. And I guess yeah. he's kind of poking fun at that a bit by having strange characters inhibit this romantic comedy, basically. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's a kind of cheesy romantic comedy that's told really well. Did you feel as though some of the visuals were a bit, like, overexposed? Um, no, because Paul Thomas Anderson does that a lot. He just yeah? likes the glow. Like, you can see when Barry's in his garage, like, this, this, that, there's that glow. There's, a, I, this, there's more of that in this movie than anything else. Yeah, he took it, like, to the extreme with this. But, yeah. I mean, you see it, you see it in his other stuff. This mm-hmm. is a weird movie in like Paul Thomas Anderson's catalog because he has like this first half of his career where his movies are very like energetic and exuberant, and then he has the second half like There Will Be Blood, and uh, everything after that that's Phantom much more Thread. mature. Yeah, Phantom Thread like definitely mm-hmm. much more restrained and, and yeah. mannered than than uh, 
something like Boogie Nights, right? <laughs> and Punch Drunk Love is like one of the last movies that he made that was like that before going into, uh, you know, There Will Be Blood and doing movies like that. And it's really good. So you mentioned you didn't love it anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any more reasoning apart from just fatigue of seeing it too many times? Because I, I, I was just... kind of with you, like... Um, I really enjoyed it, but um, I, I, I'd heard from people that, yeah, this is the best um, Paul Thomas Anderson movie, um, which I didn't quite feel at all. Um, I thought it was like a very, very articulate take, like just perfectly mastered with all the every element of the film um, being very artful. But at the end of mm-hmm. the day, didn't leave too much of an impression on me. Um, after it was over, I didn't really think about it too much. Um yeah, that was it, it too. I yeah. felt like, oh, that was fun, rather than getting anything out of it. I feel like I got a lot out of it. Yeah? yeah. Well, we can debate that, but I also I, feel it's that not a the debate. style... It's my experience. I'm not going <laughs> yeah. well, to argue with you over I'll, I'll whether convince or not you. I got something I'll convince you it. it wasn't a good experience. <laughs> like... <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, no problem. But, uh, God, what was I going to say? Fuck. Anyway, Adam, say what you were going to say I, about it. I, I feel like I... A lot of a lot of it resonates with me on an emotional level. I love character studies. I love seeing interesting characters, but mostly like I I feel so much from this movie just because of like the anxiety that it kind of puts me through and like the the mental abuse that he's being subjected to from his siblings constantly yeah, that, and like just, that was very always well fucking putting him down and i'm just like it breaks my fucking heart when this guy isn't really doing anything to them and they're they're just constantly bullying him the entire yeah. fucking movie and you well that's there's everything. nothing that he does to, to deserve it like yeah he's a weird guy yeah he doesn't handle his emotional issues as well as you know an average human being but i mean they they clearly are abusing him and that that yeah bothers me that's what makes pta a great director because every element of the movie is meant to feel make you feel anxious this this social anxiety that he always feels the music is constantly like blaring this john bryan yeah the camera works constantly moving and i do think he takes it a little too far to where it becomes annoying sometimes his style but like most of the movie i think it was really effective showing how how constant barry's anxiety is speaking of the music this type of score is something that i feel like we've seen echoes of in films like cretia or uh, there was another one that kind of like ripped off the score of Cretia, but like there's kind of a we've we've seen similar vibes of this soundtrack i haven't seen anything like this soundtrack in 2002 though this seems like completely new for its time in terms of a film score at least yeah i felt that way about it too i love the score for this i think it's great Mm -hmm. so chaotic yeah so chaotic again you got to feel anxious like barry does Mm-hmm. So it's all these weird fucking like drums and <laughs> and noises. I don't even know what it was. Most of yeah, them. very it cool. energetic. It sounded cool. I love it. Yeah, I thought you guys nailed the biggest strength of the film. With um, j- it just totally puts you in the head of Adam Sandler's character. You feel everything he feels. Mm-hmm. There's that great mm-hmm. line where he says, 
It's probably the best line in the film, I'd say. Um, something like, I don't know if there's anything wrong because I don't know how other people are. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's the same scene where he breaks down or whatever um, that completely sold me. Oh, and there was that other like really effective scene um, in his office where he's juggling like three or four different things and the music's building and it's just yeah. so like awkward and uncomfortable and the way it's shot, like it, it just makes you feel that horrible overwhelming thing that he's going yeah. through as soon as yeah. you mentioned that it just it just reminded me of when he you know he like you can tell that this this character has so many difficulties opening up to people and that he keeps himself so fucking restrained despite going mm-hmm. through very serious emotional issues himself and this figure in his life that he thinks like okay you're a doctor, you might have some sort of connections, I can trust that you'll be confidential about this, and the next fucking day, you know, like, his sister comes <laughs> in, she's like, oh, he tells me that uh, you cry all the time, and that you're having difficulties, it's like, oh, fuck, uh-huh. that pisses me off, that infuriates yeah. she, me. She says mm-hmm. it out loud at work, too. Yeah. Like, really loud in front it's of everybody. <laughs> like, the, the, the instant he, he opens up and decides to trust somebody, and it's just shot right back down, that pisses yeah. me and off. And that's why he's, co- he's constantly anxious in social interactions because you know shit like that happens all the time yeah yeah i empathize it makes it so effective it makes Mm -hmm. it so effective when he finally catches his break you know that moment where where he he does get the girl and from there he basically becomes superman you know Mm -hmm. like um i don't know if you guys have heard that superman theory Uh, i have heard the theory i wanted to (laughs) talk about that about it it's actually very it's very interesting so there's a theory that the whole movie is a retelling of superman and Barry is Superman. And the sisters are like kryptonite. That's why they're always dressed in green. And I guess <laughs> Phil Seymour Hoffman's... Oh, and he's like it blue. Is. No, there's also um, Yeah, he's Barry. like blue and red. Yeah. yeah, he's always in the blue suit. Um, that's kind of funny. He's collecting free air miles so he can fly anywhere he wants. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so funny. Um, and, and he has, not a bad he has super strength, he too. Flies. Yeah, yeah, he has the super strength and he basically flies you know, when he's running away he destroyed... from the brothers. Yeah, there's that part that has the unbreakable plunger, right? And he breaks it and that's supposed to show that he has super strength. Yeah. Well, there's other instances too where he like punches people, but that's the that's first amazing. One. It is that's awesome. It, once you once you like hear the theory and hear all the evidence to support it, you're like, oh, that's actually very yeah. cool. I, I wonder not bad at all if that's intentional. Yeah, you'd have to think in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And even Barry's like an outsider, which is obviously yeah. different from Superman. How why they're outsiders, but he feels like this outcast, right? Yeah, he feels like alien Superman. to his own planet. Yeah fucking pta that's really cool <laughs> brilliant five out of five <laughs> yeah uh, I, did you have any problems with it guys <laughs> speaking of um uh, mm. the the overexposure g- kind of got to me a bit like the glow really? the you know i mean it, it did seem a little obnoxious at points the only other thing that i could uh really say i i noticed and kind of took me out of the movie is like when he accidentally goes at the fire exit and it was like a stock sound effect that played that oh. it was like <laughs> it's like a, the phone alarm one of, most, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the most common stock sound effects i'm like yeah you probably should have used a different thing i don't know yeah but that's just a thing of the time like 2002 that came out right so how are they supposed to know that iphone would use that same exact sound as a, as the alarm years later yeah <laughs> that's true it, it's just unfair that's where i've heard it then <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, well, what what are you going to do? I wouldn't take off points for that. It was mainly like, I'm not going to take off points because I didn't enjoy things, because I really enjoyed it, and I think it's one of the best romantic comedies ever made. But it's not mm-hmm. like this substantive yeah. 
changed my life kind of movie. It's just a good movie. It's just a solid movie. I could I could classify this. I know we, I know we were kind of having this debate in a previous episode. I could fairly I feel classify this as a romantic comedy more so than I could Eternal Sunshine. I feel like this is more um, of a yeah, romantic comedy too. than yeah. Eternal Sunshine for sure. Yeah. Well, this is a beat for beat romantic comedy. He just took the the, the corny characters out and added them you know some weird fuckers <laughs> that he usually puts in movies. <laughs> so I don't know. What was your uh, favorite part of the movie? Huh. His breakdown in the bathroom. I think that's the best scene. Yeah. And I love how overblown the audio was. It was super, super loud. Like, it was peaking. They probably lowered it, like, later on. But it sounds like it's peaking in the Mm -hmm. bathroom. Mm -hmm. And just that, again, made me feel that social anxiety that he always feels. It was really effective. And then they get kicked out of the restaurant, and then they just have that quiet walk back to the car. That's really sweet. <laughs> I really liked when he was um, finally having a go at his sister on the phone in that mm-hmm. busy <laughs> oh, yeah. street. I that, was that was a great, great scene. Bit of release, yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That scene starts out funny, but it kind of gets like gets, gets so fucking oh. mad that you're like, Jesus Christ! Even the sister's like, him, Yo, like, calm yeah, down. You tell him. I'm totally. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, you can you, you can very clearly see like everything that's been building up that he's had to let go he says yeah i'll fucking kill you do you want that (laughs) so great like you understand perfectly the baggage of this relationship with his sister it's not just like i'm angry at you right now it's like you've been doing this every fucking day of my life and i don't deserve this it's Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. i i love it i love seeing him explode in that way because there's context to understand and justify him doing that yeah whereas a lot of you know any other comedy movie would just have someone explode like that because like haha it's funny or haha he's an asshole or something like that but this is this is something where it's like yeah you would explode if you've been treated this way for your whole fucking life and never had a break yeah (laughs) that's why i love that scene because like Again, like you said, Adam, if it was a comedy scene, it would be the the yelling would be played off for comedic effect. Yeah. He would mm-hmm. say like silly things. But Adam Sandler is genuinely fucking furious and he's having a breakdown on the phone, which I guess makes it even funnier because it's like what actually would happen. But mm-hmm. you mentioned the sound design, Ralph, in the uh, in the bathroom being very loud. Um mm-hmm. I'm, now I don't know if this is just my setup or, or whatever, but um for the first like ten minutes I had to keep turning the volume down and up because there were some moments that were just so loud it was deafening me um it's I don't just know the that's... mix yeah it, and that, that always bugs like... me with like christian Ellen movies where you have constantly having to change the volume because they yeah. are it, it's all these whenever they release a movie on dvd they mix movies they they sound mix movies to be played in a theater and they never mm-hmm. mix it for dvd ever so when you get the DVD of these fucking movies, it's just like sub, the dynamic range is ridiculous. Some it's of it's way too yeah. loud, some of it's way too soft. And some movies fix it for DVD, but most of them don't, and it's really annoying. But I wouldn't hold that against the movie. My uh, my favorite scene was the uh, scene where he calls the phone sex line for the first time. Cause oh, that's a fucking great scene. So good, yeah. Not only is like the performance great, not only is the pacing great, but I think, I mean, like, I've only seen it once, but I think it was all one shot. I think that was one of the oneers in this I, movie. I don't think it was one shot, but it felt, sure? it, it, it flowed so well. I don't think so. I feel like I, a lot of it was a really long shot. 
Yeah. There I were lots of really long takes, but I, as soon I mean, as I noticed I it, it continued being one shot, and yeah. I feel like I don't know. I feel like most of it was was just one long shot, and I love. Yeah, you're probably right. It's yeah, because it keeps shots. showing different parts of the table. Yeah, if you I love. I yeah. love his like nervous pacing as he's doing it. Mm-hmm. I love how he closes his blinds and locks the door just for calling mm-hmm. this phone sex line where he's not even saying anything sexual. He just, you know, is looking for some sort of connection in this lonely world of his. And yet he's still mm-hmm. embarrassed by it and he's still um, ashamed to do it. Yeah, I love that too. I love the blocking of that scene. Like you were saying, he kept pacing around the room. A boring, bad director would just have him sit in a chair and, and like, read off the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's constantly, like, he starts in the kitchen, then he goes to the door, like you said, and he goes to the table yeah. for a little bit, and then he gets back up. It's fucking great. A very energetic movie. Uh-huh. In many different ways. It went by so fast. Too, oh, yeah. Right? Did you guys feel that? Like, yeah, he was over so, yeah. in, like, no time. I was like, wow. For, like, less than an hour long. I love when he's uh, arguing with... Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and the argument's basically over (laughs) and then (laughs) Philip Seymour Hoffman just decides like I want to get the last word in and he says now get Mm -hmm. the fuck out of here pervert and then now we're done comes back and he's like why did I tell you and then Philip Seymour Hoffman says that's that and just like (laughs) I'm pussing out but like I need to have the last word in an argument there's so many people that do that too when you see people like uh-huh. bickering at each other, it's just like the thing's over, but it's like I have to have the last word. I just find that so true to like mm-hmm. normal human interaction of just people yeah. bitching at each other. Yeah. Have you guys seen the weird Adam Sandler, Paul Thomas Anderson short that they? I don't know if uh, if it's a oh, yeah, I or what. It's like did. a two minute. Video. It was like it was like I leftover did, yeah. footage from the movie called The Couch or like something. Music. Yeah. Very yeah, very strange. That. I don't remember much about it, but I think it's I watched so that short. before the movie. It's just, it's just, it's yeah. like it's silent apart from a bunch of like sound effects. It's just mm-hmm. Adam Sandler farting and like sitting in a chair. I think it's really. Like, <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like a mockery of um. Oh, the oh, stuff here it he is. Couch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's very strange. Um. Okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> I was thinking of the other one. There's one called um, Blossoms and Blood, which is the leftover footage from this movie, edited oh, really? together with John Bryan music. Yeah, but. That sounds fucking great. The couch one? It's only like two minutes long, so... Maybe might as well it for it. next week. <laughs> <laughs> two minute long movie? There ain't that much to say, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, you never know. I love when he's uh, on vacation, or in Hawaii, I guess, and he politely calls his extortionists. Yeah. Like, uh, sorry to <laughs> Let's bother know you. he's uh, going to be out of town. I'm going to... Yeah, like being so fucking polite to them. It's like, um, I yeah. think that this is illegal and yeah, I might have to get the police involved if you don't give me my mm-hmm. money back. So um, you should give that back to me and I'll be back by this time and uh, I'll meet you then. It's really <laughs> funny. Yeah, it's great. You know, what I really like was that um, car crash towards the end, the way that was edited, where it was just silent apart from the breathing, if you remember. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. I thought too. that was a really interesting like technique mm-hmm. that I just hadn't seen before. Yeah, it was really well executed. Even the car crash in the beginning was really well done. It was just mm-hmm. like super quiet, and then the fucking loud car crash. Yeah, that, that's when I noticed like my. Yeah, that's when you noticed. How... <laughs> yeah, I, the same thing happened with me. I I do. I, that is one of those things, and that I that does feel like kind of a cheap 
presentation in a way when there's a vehicle that's clearly coming towards him, but you don't notice it until the last second only because they remove the audio of the vehicle coming towards him or they add in the audio of the vehicle abruptly when that's not how it works in real life, you know? They did that mm-hmm. at the end of yeah, Unfriended. But... It's it's a small it's, nitpick it's a movie. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a movie. But it reminds me it's a movie. Exactly. Yeah, this movie's not realistic. But this whole movie reminds you it's a movie. No, I wouldn't say it's so. Not, it's never realistic. <laughs> or I guess the characters no. are somewhat flawed. I wouldn't say realistic. They're still a little comical, but yeah, yeah nothing about this movie's realistic. It's all over-the-top Hollywood-ish presentation. So I guess I so. I didn't have that issue. Yeah, it's yeah. quite comical. I really love the um, silhouette shot when they meet and kiss in Hawaii. Yeah, I yeah. that was that was really sweet, really fitting. Mm-hmm. It was really good. It's a good, it's a good date movie. It's just hang yeah. out with your girlfriend or mm-hmm. your boyfriend, watch a movie. Yeah, totally. That's kind of where it ends for me though. Like it doesn't have that great yeah. effect. It leaves me exactly. thinking. That, um, I think it's perfect for, for what it is. Yeah. Um, but it, it just doesn't leave me with that, you know, like something like Under the Skin, where it's like that left an impression. I'm not uh, thinking about that one. Those are very yeah. different. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know they what are. I mean, or like or a yeah. lot of the movies we've left, or even something like Happiness, which has a lot of like awkward characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. That left me with more of a with a profound effect because yeah, that that film made me laugh a lot. I would say the opposite. Really? Yeah. Ooh, really? This left me with much more of an impression than Happiness did. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think happiness is going for something a little more challenging. Yeah, which of is why again. I appreciate yeah. it more than this. Which isn't it's not so trying to be challenging at all. It's just trying to be a good movie. It's trying to be a good entertaining movie and it totally succeeds. Mm-hmm. There's just so much depth and detail when it comes to how the characters are presented in this film. Like there it it's it's so meticulous in that sense his date starts telling a story that his sister told her and you can see this like nervous little tick you know he like jerks himself like you can tell immediately (laughs) like that it's getting under his skin without it being like super exaggerated you know it still feels Mm -hmm. super realistic that this is a person who's probably somewhat autistic and has emotional issues that he's holding back from people and you just see this like these little these little moments where it's it's piercing through as he's trying to hold it back and i i just i love yeah. it so much and he would just walk with just uncertainty you know how like <laughs> mm-hmm. just like a character like that would walk there was points where he would just start running and then he would lose confidence in himself like oh why am i running i could just walk there and he'd like walk again funny stuff like that that people i know who are like him do totally do shit like that (laughs) yeah what what really caught me off guard i guess is that this isn't just a great performance for adam sandler like this is a great performance period yeah this is a a legitimately fantastic performance yeah and i think everyone's great in this movie it's just adam sandler and adam sandler steals the show uh philip seymour hoffman's fucking great in this too yeah he's brilliant i mean he's not in a lot but He's he's the best. He always does his best. Did you notice that uh, his girlfriend is uh, the replacement Hazel from Synecdoche, New York? Yeah, I did. Yeah, replacement Hazel. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen her, her in the much. I've seen her in like no? two things. What's her name? I don't remember her name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> isn't it Emily Watson? 
Yeah, I think so. Something like that. I don't know yeah. what else I've seen her. In. She she's great in this as well. She's fan mm-hmm. she's fantastic. Yeah, Emily Watson. She's in Kingsman. The oh, Golden Circle. Well, I didn't watch that. <laughs> it sucks. God, I don't, don't watch it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. planning on it. Yeah, you don't need to. And Water Horse. She's in Water Horse. Mm, okay, cool. <laughs> great. <laughs> we got I got to recommend that one day. There's uh that scene where she calls the front desk for him after he left oh, yeah. just to say like I yeah. really felt like kissing you by the way <laughs> and mm-hmm. he runs around for like 10 minutes trying to come yeah, back trying to, to find her apartment oh, again it's so yeah. good it's it's like it's so endearing yeah it's, this movie this movie left a huge impression on me I really loved it good oh I'm glad you liked it did you find it um funny at all yeah at any point kind of very funny yeah really so. okay uh, oh yeah. you didn't uh, I never. I didn't <gasps> think I laughed like once. Because um, you're British. I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute and quirky the whole time. Um, actually, no. I think I laughed once when he was on the phone to his sister screaming, fucking at her yelling whatever. at his. <laughs> yeah, okay. that, that that bit got me. Um, you didn't laugh when he beat up those guys. No. Oh. I found it more. I found it more endearing um, and cute and quirky than okay. Overtly funny. I thought. I don't know. It just it didn't on a humorous level really gel with me i thought it was the other parts the how honest it kind of was with its characters was mm-hmm. what what i was attaching myself to more than the humor mm. what do you think was the uh purpose of the uh harmonium like that small piano thing he kept coming it was back like to his, it was like his comfort it's like the only comfort he got in yeah. life he just felt like at peace around it and again the people who have the superman theory Say that's like the fortress of solitude. That's like his uh, his office is his <laughs> oh. safe space. You know, his like lair. Very which is interesting. Cool. Yeah. Was that instrument not in the soundtrack at all, or something? Uh, um, no, I think it was. Would have to listen yeah, again. Yeah, it is. It is. It totally is because I've listened to it before. It has a uh, that instrument in it. Yeah, I've forgotten what it's called already because it's not... Yeah. Harmonium. What did you say? Har- harmonium. That's the yeah. one, yeah, Harmonium. Yeah, I just remember I was reading about it afterwards. He was just obsessed with the instrument and like knew he wanted to have it in his next film and it just happened to be this one. Oh, so that's I think great. that was the main reason he put it in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, cool. There's a piano so in the street. that's like the real life reason. Yeah. And I love that. It just fucking pops up on the street and he's like, should I take it? Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the movie starts. I do think the movie takes a little while to get going too, because well, like, the first yeah. twenty minutes are pretty, pretty aimless. It's and then before it, the it, soundtrack once, once kicks the in. love interest comes in. Yeah, from before. Yeah. yeah. As soon as the soundtrack kicks in, it's like nonstop. Before that yeah, point, I wasn't really going. sure what movie it was going to be, but as soon as the soundtrack happened, I'm like, oh, it's this, crazy. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And even still, it was something new. Yeah. <laughs> is is that all we have to say about Punch Drunk Love? Uh, I guess we've discussed a lot. I mean, there isn't that, that much greater to discuss apart from just like bits we liked, and that's yeah, kind of my biggest just, issue with it. Mm-hmm. Everything about it's, it's like really very well deliberate, movie. very thoughtful. Like every element of, of it is like a ten out of ten on its own. But um, mm-hmm. on a, like a, a personal level, it's just it's, it's definitely not my favorite one of his films that I've seen. Um, oh yeah. Or. I'd say yeah. For as far as for what it was going for, it's it's definitely, as you said, one of the better romantic comedies that exists. Um, but you know, it doesn't leave me <laughs> with much more after that. Huh? Why do you hate everything? So sad. Oh, don't know, man. Nice one. 
Nice. Got him. Does that mean you hate yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I think this movie's great for what it is. Super entertaining. It's not trying to change cinema. It's just a good movie. I give it four out of five. Nice. Alex, did you give it the same? Yeah. Yeah, four out of five. Yeah, I forgot to give it. I do. I give the same though. I would give it a nine out of ten. Ah. All right. Uh-huh. Nice. Almost the same. Did you guys um like I I watch like most things with subtitles. I feel like I get a lot more out of it. This is one of those movies really? where there were some like mumbling conversations as well that like the subtitles very clearly translated and I feel like I might not have picked up on a couple of the lines if they weren't on. So like when he when he shows up to the party at his sisters and like as soon as he's opening the door, they're talking about that like, oh yeah, we used to call him gay and he would hate it. Like they repeat the line after, but it brings a lot of context mm-hmm. to him like doing this like almost OCD, like open the door, nope, go back out. Open the door, no, they're still yeah. talking about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just like hearing mm-hmm. that right away brought a lot to it, I feel. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, yeah, seeing the subtitles there. right away also. That's interesting. Yeah, I normally try to avoid subtitles because I don't like it when lines are spoiled before they're finished yeah and i read too. ahead i find it distracting i'm nah. usually just looking at the text and not the frame i'm not so. distracted unless at it's all foreign by it. then i don't care hmm. all right that's fair only if i'm watching a foreign movie or some country or like brit bong like if i'm watching something <laughs> british <laughs> something scottish yeah, yeah. some something if i'm watching under the skin and that bus driver comes on i turn the subtitles <laughs> on anyway questions <laughs> yeah i nice guess choice. it's question time isn't it Let's do it. Oh, thank you, Alex. Uh, you got questions, Alex? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to intro it. Okay. Oh, so, no, you uh, intro it. This is the part where we answer the questions. If you want to leave your own questions for us to answer next episode, head over to the Sardonicast Reddit, where Ralph hopefully would have left a thread. Today's first question comes in from Rayman323, who says, What's a film that you loved upon first viewing, but eventually grew out of, in quotation marks, over time? Punch um, Drunk Love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Although I still um, think it's great. I haven't I've got a more dramatic answer than that. Um, mine oh, yeah. being um, The Dark Knight Rises. Um, oh, I, yeah. I watched I it again since, uh, for the first time since, I guess, 2013, 2014, whenever it came out. I watched it again like mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. That film does not hold up. Like, I, I'd say it's actually oh. kind of bad. Like, yeah. I gave it like a two star in the end. Like, oh, wow. I, I was finding it. <sighs> really? really like incompetent in a lot of ways um i'd be really curious for you guys to go back and watch that one at some point yeah i haven't yeah, seen I, it i, I want to debate it with you it's it's gone down in my ratings just from memory <laughs> yeah oh wow i think it's still good i haven't seen it in a while though when so, was the last time you saw it is the question it was like uh two years ago yeah man there's certain parts yeah. i was actually laughing out loud at Ooh. it instead of with it um, which was mm-hmm. not good. And before that, like a week before that, I watched The Dark Knight as well. But that still um, like held up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, D- I think it was just that movie. one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, how about I watch it again and I'll get back to you. And maybe we debate it a bit. Okay. I mean, we might actually think the same thing. We might both think it's, it sucks still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but who knows? I, don't I remember know. liking it. Like how far back are we allowed to go with this shit? Because I could say like right, Richie Rich, I could say want. like any movie I watched when I was a kid. <laughs> just whatever Richie comes to Rich. mind, yeah. Yeah, Richie Rich. A film Richie you really Rich used to idolize. <laughs> just choose something like you really like used to idolize. Like I really used to like The Dark Knight Rises, but now. 
something like that. There aren't that many movies that I really used to like idolize that I that I dislike at this point. Just things that I thought mm-hmm. were like great. I guess at a younger age when I was less critical or less aware yeah. of what I was watching. You know, so I, I mean, if anything that I watched when I was a kid, basically, and then I don't know if we're going to talk about like movies I watched when I was like teenager or adult or whatever, then I don't know. I watched District 9 again last night and I still value and appreciate it for many reasons, but it's like it's so fucking cheesy and clunky and filled mm-hmm. with plot holes, too, at the same time, you know? Yeah, okay. how he breaks his arm and then it turns into an alien arm. There's a million things. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot. I still yeah. think District 9 is a great movie, but yeah, I get you. Yeah. Next question. I got one. Okay, do you own them? Yeah, I don't know if you want to answer this one, out, uh, Alex, but this one asks, well, it's from Henroy X11. Adam and Ralph, are you aware that Alex urinated on his brother? <laughs> is, this a, is this a story we should why hear? did you choose that one urinated on it's what? the top rated comment it's the top rated reddit <laughs> thing so urinated on my brother was the question oh. uh-huh. let me hear the um, story so this is like uh, the dance of reality or <laughs> i guess when i was three and my brother was zero um he was zero. like playing with some play-doh and i peed on him for some reason <laughs> Uh-huh. I mean, I, That's it. I, I can't remember what it was like being three. Oh, know? I thought it was like I thought it was gonna be some really like fucked up story. No, well, <laughs> that's pretty to, innocent. To be, to be fair, my mother was quite concerned, and she like took me to a psychiatrist and stuff. But there was <laughs> no, he's three. I don't know what like. Yeah, you know, it's just a yeah. way of like keeping your brother in his place. You got to pay on him now and again. Yeah, well, it's your just territory. a dumb thing kids do. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Yeah, well, I did terrible stuff to my little brother, you know, like made him eat Play-Doh, put it in his hair, you know. Oh, yeah. Normal, normal, I've, I've done awful stuff to shit. my little brother. Yeah, I, I was the younger brother. I cracked brother. his head open once by accident. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. I was, I was so the abused. So your brother bullied you a lot? No. <laughs> you were the abused? Yeah. That's eh, okay. It's fun. We've made peace at this point. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to help you. Yeah, make I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Making you stronger. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, make you stronger. That's right. <laughs> So to answer that question, no, I was not aware. Well, now you are. You are now. No one's half the battle. Alex, you want to ask another one? Will NP says, thoughts on the new Oscar changes. Oh, yeah. It's what hilarious. Oh, shit. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, Adam, really actually, it's hilarious how blatant Someone want to explain what has been changed before going into it? Yes. Uh, um, I can explain they, uh, it. Unless okay, you yeah, you ex- explain oh. it if you want, Ralph. No, Adam, go ahead. So basically... The Oscars uh, looked at the uh, numbers for ratings last year and were like, wow, this is one of the lowest uh, viewed Oscars <laughs> in history. It it certainly doesn't have anything to do with the fact that we got Jimmy Kimmel to host again. And it certainly doesn't have anything to do with all of these obnoxious movie montages and wasting time and you know, over-politicized blah, 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 and just bullshit and all these stupid skits of like, hey, look at us, we're mingling with the commoners. Ha, 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 let's throw some hot dogs at this guy's head who was just trying to watch a movie. Ha, 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 look at us. Mm-hmm. I don't even we think touched a poor person, yeah. Not, nothing to do with any of that. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna change the Oscar categories so that we created a new category for achievement in popular film, which everyone's just assuming is like, oh, they just want to give an award to a popular movie, which is like, don't you already just have the the techies for that anyway? You know, like, don't you already... Right. D- 
you already expanded the best picture category to to 10 nominations so you can include things just to get ratings that you know won't win anyway right so what what mm-hmm. what is this new category going to do and now apparently they're also moving some of the the technical categories into commercial breaks so they're not actually going to be oh, aired really? live oh, and and they're going to like i guess do like a montage wrap up at the end so we're not even going to like get to see that part live i guess like i don't know the the people who are interested in the oscars or interested in film like you're not going to get any more people out of it that are going to see it just because like oh this popular movie i like is in it you know like you already have those people anyway you already have celebrity gawkers and and people who just give a shit about seeing brad pitt on tv for three seconds or whatever like those people already watch the people who care about Mm -hmm. film are ones who are going to want to see people give, delivering their acceptance speech. You know? Why, why cut Cinephiles that shit out? are going to watch it. Yeah, like, yeah. that's the market people that you care need about movies. to be able to lock down. And I think that that's the market that you've been losing. You know? Yeah, that's why the Oscars aren't popular anymore. Because people are totally disenfranchised. Yeah, people don't take it seriously like anymore. Like the whole system. No, it's like, oh, it's an industry filled with a bunch of fucking creeps. <laughs> and I'm not, I don't I don't care about watching these fucking actors these these husks of people fucking dance around a stage, act like they're better than me. No one wants to watch that. I mean, Adam, you said it's because of all the the boring shit and the montages. It's like no, they've been doing that shit for years and no one's cared. It's just recently all this shit has come out about Hollywood, and now it's like oh I can just watch movies on Netflix. I don't even need fucking Hollywood. I don't need to watch the Oscars. If you compare. <laughs> the amount of time that they gave to acceptance speeches and the actual awards and and the actual programming to what it is today, they've clearly cut out a lot of the shit that, you know, people who care about movies would find important. They've already been been compressing that. Oh, yeah, to make it more mainstream. Yeah, I mean, they want to turn themselves into the MTV Movie Awards, apparently. Yeah, But that's their problem, is that they have been doing that. (laughs) right. They don't understand they, shit. They, they should be doing the opposite. All they would need to I, do is I, just watch one of my uh, Oscars videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what, Black Panther's going to get an award? Great. Oh, well, like, that's exactly what it is, Alex. It's like they're giving the Black Panther award. It's like but... Disney mandated that Black Panther get an Oscar. And it is. That's probably what's going to win is Black Panther, even though it's not that good. And it's it's so dumb. Yeah, I, they have no fucking idea what they're doing. They are old and out of touch. Yeah, like Hollywood. That's all of Hollywood that was old yeah. and out of touch. They're like, we don't even know what people want to see anymore. Yeah. Jurassic Park 4? Sure. Why not? Slenderman. <laughs> Slenderman. Yeah. Kids like Slenderman, yeah. even Some, though like, that got old 10 years ago. Wrote the <laughs> yeah. dialogue for these teenage girls, but he doesn't understand what a teenage girl is. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And they, they all use the internet, but they have no idea like how social media works at all so they write in these fake fucking social media apps like iGram or something <laughs> clickster <laughs> to, it's it's yeah clickster it's so stupid instead of google it's like search it up <laughs> it's called oh, yeah. some shit like that and like colored text it's so fucking bad everyone's mm-hmm. just fed up with the hollywood same pretty hilarious shit. so anyway that's our opinion on that <laughs> yeah i guess so unless We're you guys really... have more to add to yeah, it yeah fuck them Nah, it's it's fucking stupid. Um, it speaks for itself. You want to do like two more? Yes. Yeah, sure. Questions. All right. Uh, some moron named Tom asks, 
Are there any recent movies that have received bad or mixed reviews that you think will become cult classics in the future? That's a good question. Think, Let me think about that. Yeah. I feel that way about a lot of horror movies. I think Hereditary is bound to be a, a cult hit, well, even though it's pretty successful. I mean, right? it depends what you mean by reviews, because like audience score, it was yeah. relatively audience low, but critical reviews. And it was, it was a successful movie. Yeah. So I guess I should say that. got great that. critical reviews. Mm-hmm. I mean, my answer was always Scott Pilgrim, but that's already gained a cult status now because it's been out for so long. Um, I don't know. It comes at night. It's a really hard question. Yeah, it, it is. comes at night was also relatively well received among critics. It was just audience yeah, score. That's true. Same with like Mother mm -hmm. and box yeah. office. Yeah, Mother. Uh, I don't know if Mother will gain a cult status. I think Mother's interesting. I think Mother's a good movie, even though the reviews were mixed. I don't know. Hmm. hmm. You trying to think, Alex, Adam. Like recently, I don't know. Um, I don't know if it will be a cult movie, but I'll be curious um, what the general accepted opinion of the Last Jedi is in ten years. Mm. I don't think it's going to get any better, but who knows? <laughs> I don't think so either. I think it'll get worse. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's a really hard question, though. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying it is to a really hard think question. of. Of something like that. I mean, I think Annihilation will be remembered like that because mm. I don't think that was that successful, even though critically it was well received. Yeah, I just don't know. I feel like I mostly agree with critics most of the time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if, as long as it's over a certain quality, it's not going to be yeah. panned. So uh -huh. it's very I rare. I mean, not always. It's not always true. Sometimes. Like Bruno yeah, was a movie that, like, even critics were like, eh. Yeah. Or, to like, weird extent. art movies. Enter the Void is, like, a 70-something. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, weird like art one movies. One of my favorite movies. Is yeah, in that category, just... for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't get worked up over what other people think. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll enjoy the movies I want. Mm -hmm. I guess that's, we can't answer that question, because it's too yeah, hard. Yeah, it's really hard. I'd have to do some <laughs> research first and think. Yeah. Sorry. Well, let's see. Sorry. Let's see. Oops. <laughs> okay, how about this one from I'm the Baron, 13. Which writer-director do you really want to see work together? Does it have to be ones that haven't? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like, I would like want. to see another uh, Charlie Kaufman-Spike Jones combo, but I think they're doing their own things now, which are also yeah. interesting in their own way. Not to say that yeah. their solo projects are worse. Like, they've been doing great. I don't mm -hmm. think it'll ever happen again, because now that, like, Spike Jones is filled in the writing and Charlie Kaufman yeah. has filled in the directing, so why would yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. Charlie Kaufman directs his own stuff, yeah, and I'd rather see Charlie Kaufman direct his own stuff. Ultimate control again. <laughs> right. Like, why would you give that up? But I was going to say Charlie Kaufman. I mean, I guess the only two famous screenwriters I really know about are Charlie Kaufman and Aaron Sorkin. Those are like the go-to, right? And then there's other ones that aren't as famous. Yeah. Yeah, a, lo um, a lot of my favorite like artists they write and direct their own stuff so it's like so entangled with both of them yeah you know i guess you can mix them up a, a movie written by tarantino and directed by uh, rodriguez rodriguez robert mm. rodriguez yeah <laughs> oh, they've robert basically rodriguez done that sucks. yeah you guys see that trailer for alita battle angel yeah it is looks like shit yeah, it looks very, very old. What's with the eyes, it looks man? so bad. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. I think it's because it's based on it. an anime or something. Yeah? But she's You'll the only one it. like that. Yeah. yeah. She's a robot, it. I guess. 
I think Robert Rodriguez's justification was it's anime or it's based on anime, so I made her eyes big. I I can't attest to that hundred percent, but but if it's just Robert her, Rodriguez, why doesn't everyone have big eyes? That make no sense. Because Robert Rodriguez doesn't make good decisions. I want to see <laughs> a movie written by Michael Bay and directed by Michelle Haneke. <laughs> Because I want to know what he could possibly do to a Michael Bay script to turn it into a genius work of art. Yeah. You know what? That's actually a good way to go with it. Marlon Wayans is going to write my my script, and then it's going to be directed by... (laughs) It's going to be directed by... David Lynch. Lynch. I was thinking David Lynch. I want to see what David Lynch does with a Marlon Wayans script. I'd watch it. Yeah, I'd watch it too. Totally watch it. There's plenty of combos of, like, shitty writer and then amazing director that would just be very interesting to see yeah or we could do vice versa tommy wiseau directing and aaron sorkin writing yeah that would be cool to see and then tommy tommy wiseau's in it reading aaron sorkin dialogue (laughs) (laughs) i'd love that charlie kaufman neil breen yep that's a good one you got one alex um i don't know david fincher directing uh, like a tommy wiseau movie <laughs> yeah. We just list off good. It's weird, people. sterile. Right. Yeah. Charlie Kaufman writing, Derek Savage directing. <laughs> mm, good one. <laughs> that could be interesting. It would just never get made. He would just he yeah. would just scam people. <laughs> <laughs> Start a Kickstarter and then just not do it. Yeah. Here's one last one. Uh, Willie Butts asks us, if you could turn any movie into a video game, what would it be? Okay. Imagine a world in a movie you love so much and you think is so interesting you want to see it ported into a video game. That's what I think. And for me, that would be Blade Runner. Or it would be Brazil. Uh, like huh. One of those. Or Mad Max. Although Mad Max has been made. Yeah, exactly. Game, so. There's a lot of movies that could be video games are video games. And like every video yeah. game just steals its world like from movies anyway so many games yeah, inspired exactly. by blade runner and all that lot anyway uh-huh. the uncharted series is just indiana jones yeah yeah you know, last of us takes from children of men and let's do uh irreversible on the htc vive <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good no. one i like that you know what enter the void would be cool mm-hmm. that would be a cool fucking game and you just like hover over people yeah it could be like an interactive story thing what about ready player one Hey, nice one. Oh, Ready that, Player yeah, one. I guess Ready Player One is a video game. Why didn't they do that? That's the real question. <laughs> yeah, it's an A. Because they hmm. realized the concept wouldn't work in a real uh, video game. <laughs> they tried it, and it didn't work. It was a How shit about show. Uh, Stay the Alive, Meg. starring Frankie Muniz? <laughs> the Meg. The Meg would be a What's better yours? game, and so would Skyscraper. Yeah, the Skyscraper would be a great game. Uh, what was yours, Adam? Sorry. Stay Alive, starring Frankie Muniz? Is that what it was uh, called? Stay Alive? It's a movie where, like, the characters are playing a game, but if they die in the game, they die in real life. <laughs> it's one of those no stupid things. It's a Yu-Gi-Oh. It's dramatic. All right. The I Room, it, the video game. There is that. It's cool a Cat Saves game. the Kids. <laughs> there was supposed to be a video game for Antichrist. <laughs> really? Yeah. They, That's awesome. it, it got abandoned. There was supposed to be some PC game for Antichrist. Oh, that wow. Isn't that so weird? Cool. Yeah. That would have been very weird. A Lars von Trier video game? I want to see (laughs) Lars von Trier make a video game. That would be fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Dancer in the Dark, and it's like a rhythm game. (laughs) It's like a Guitar Hero game. Yeah. It's like Beat Saber. (laughs) (laughs) Except if you lose, you get hung. 
Speaking of Beat Saber, I beat the entire Shrek movie on Beat Saber. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> oh. It's on cool. my gaming channel. <laughs> Check it That's out. That's awesome. I'm I'm proud of myself. What do you mean you beat the whole Shrek movie? Some so Beat Saber has custom tracks, right? And so you can yeah, I'm aware. Any any song you want, you can map out the track. And so somebody took all of the audio from Shrek and mapped out like all the dialogue and it's very well designed is That's the scary funny. part. <laughs> like everything makes logistical sense. So if a character yeah. is like waving around a torch, you're basically like imitating the action. But then <laughs> The real tricky parts are like the movie has so many songs in it where it's like, okay, so you're actually doing a Beat Saber track within this this longer track. And then when Eddie Murphy starts talking, it's like, like so many notes that you're hitting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was That's, fun. That, that sounds actually really fun. I'm it was great. 85 minutes yeah. straight. 85 minutes straight workout, of Beat yeah. Saber. Yeah, yep. that'd be a great workout. Do that once a day. You get fucking fit. You get ripped <laughs> in no time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I guess that's it for questions. Thank you, everybody. Those Thank were, you. Those were nice. Thank you Thank so you. much. Someone has to recommend questions. a movie, right? Not me. Yeah. It's my turn, this one. Um, <sighs> so I've got uh -oh. my list, like um, <laughs> like you do, Adam. I'm, I'm deciding whether I want to do a goofy one or a serious one. A goofy movie? Uh, yeah, the goofy, <laughs> yeah, goofy movie, guys. Uh <laughs> Woo! I suppose because we just watched like a, a light-hearted one, um, or relatively light-hearted, I suppose. Um, we can go to. Let's do Jacob's Ladder. You guys seen okay. that? I no. saw it a long time ago, but it's I've it will it be once. basically a new experience. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same position. Um, yeah. I feel like it might resonate way more. Do you, okay. do you know anything about it, Ralph? Or? No, I know not a thing. Okay, so, that's good. Just go. Don't do any research or anything. Just watch it, I say. Awesome. Add it to the list. Good pick. Thank you. Jacob's Ladder. What year is that film? Jacob's Ladder. Oh, um... Let's find is it, it about a ladder who comes to life? Jacob's Ladder? It was 1990. And then they're, yeah. like, they're like best friends and they hang out. Jacob's Ladder and the Giant Peach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, sounds fun. Adrian Lin. Is the director? Yeah. Has he done anything else? Uh... Fatal Attraction. Oh, uh, okay. The Jeremy Irons remake of Lolita. <laughs> oh, all right. Not so good. But Nine and a half hey. weeks. Yeah, he's made good stuff before. Nine and a half weeks. Good movie. Okay. No, it isn't. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just more curious more than anything. Cool. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have vague a good discussion. memories of it. Um, yeah. yeah, hopefully it will spark some kind of discussion and not just be lame. Okay, cool. But we'll see. Yeah. Let's hope Tim so. Robbins. I'm sure it will be. Perfect. Nice. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sardoni Cast. If you would like to support the show or listen to the episodes early, head over to sardonicast.com. $2 a month will get you the episodes as soon as they are edited, which is usually a few days before they are published publicly. Also, patreon.com slash sardonicast does the same thing. Thank you so much. Any final you, closing uh, statements or concerns? No, just don't do drugs, kids. Unless they're quaaludes. Unless it's that sleep one. Yeah, yeah. So. Quaaludes is okay. Yeah. So Jenkins is not a drug. That's it's a lifestyle. It's, an, it's yeah. a natural drug. It's a, yeah. it's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll end it there. All right. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. See you, everybody. Bye. Bye.